This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is your favorite gas tank trip? 651 651- 641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. I talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What is your favorite gas tank trip? And I'm not even going to like, you know, if it takes more than a gas tank, it's fine. But just like you're going on a road trip. What's kind road of a trip. short road trip that you love to take? Why are we asking? Uh, because 651-641-1071, my husband and I just took a little jaunt to, uh, Chicago for the weekend and I just love going to Chicago. It's so, it feels like a long drive, but it's so worth it because what's at the end of it is so fun. Yeah. You got a big city with all the lights. Yeah. And like all all the bright lights, big city. What did you guys do? Like what kinds of things did you do? You know, we did, we went to a couple great restaurants. We went to the uh, Chicago uh, Institute of Arts. Mm. That was a fun little, not little trip. Yeah. Um, Because that museum is gi-flippin-normous. You forget, like, when you're standing on the outside of it, you don't, it doesn't look as huge as it is. And then you get inside and, like, it's it goes on forever. Um, but it's fun. It's fun to, you know, look at different, uh, you know, art exhibits and see some of the big ones that they've got there. Like Sunday in the Park with George, etc. Nighthawks is there. There's, like, all, there's just fun. There's good things that you know to see there. This is one of the nice things about Chicago is that there are different things to do there than we have here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say there's more. I mean, there is, but um, there's just a lot of different things to do that we don't get the chance to do here. So yeah, it's a great place. 651-641-1071. What's your favorite gas tank road trip? And yes, like I get it, but we did have to fill up at some point. But it was still, it's still close yeah, enough you just to fill drive. Up once on the way there. Yeah, it's still close enough to drive. It's super fun, lots to see. And, you know, you forget that we're so close. And I know it's faster to fly. Don't at me. I don't know. Though. I'm I not mean, a fun honestly, flyer. Honestly, like in terms of flying, like if you have like a super easy system down flying, maybe, but like even flying to Chicago, okay, so let's say you go to O'Hare, you pre- it's probably going to take you an hour to get to wherever you need to go once you land. Mm-hmm. So to me, there's just something much easier about jumping in the car. I love just, you know, you don't have to think about checking your bag, just throw everything in the trunk. You get mm-hmm. to try, um, stop for snacks. Yeah, you don't have to sell me on the importance of uh, a road trip versus flying. And here's a hot tip. If you leave the city on a Sunday morning, 
you can get home to Minneapolis in under six hours easily. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. It was just like fantastic. Anywho, uh, that's one of my favorite gas tank trips. 651-641-1071. What is yours? Bradley Trainer? what's your favorite gas Mine, tank trip? Mine, uh, honestly, would be Chicago, number one, but then followed closely by Madison or Milwaukee. I know people are like, what? But we've got family in and around that part of the world. And so there's just tons to do. Um, and I've got family along the way headed to Chicago. We also go a lot to Southern Illinois. That's where Jamie's family's from near Bloomington Normal. So that's a that's a fun road trip. Um, but then there's like road trips in the opposite direction. When we went out to Yellowstone, we did a uh, on the way. We did the Black Hills and um, Wall Drug and all that. And that's kind of it's not necessarily a gas tank road trip, but it's it's, you know. It's not over the top. It's close enough. I like to think about the fact that, so I love any place where there's water and it can be a lake. I'm fine with that. Um, But do you really, like, it occurred to me when we're standing near Lake Michigan Mm -hmm. that we are so close to two great lakes, which is huge. Literally. I mean, they're huge lakes. They are huge lakes. And if you, you know, if you, if it's the right climate, you can stand there and pretend you're at the ocean. Like, I love well, yeah, that. Just go up north. I mm-hmm. do love that about Lake Superior and Lake Michigan. And we're very close to both. Um, and so that's that is one of the things that I value about our positioning in this great country. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Things I appreciate. It is. Our great country. Thank we have, you. We have access to two mm-hmm. Great Lakes. Uh, what is your favorite gas tank road trip? I was going to say one of my other favorites is Duluth, for that reason because I do love a Great Lake. I love a gigantic body of water. I find them to be fascinating and calming. Yeah, again, it's only a couple hours north. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've got Leanne on the line. Let's go to Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Leanne. What's your favorite gas tank road trip? Oh, uh, Ely, Minnesota. Oh, yes. What do you love to do? Lots of bodies of water. I have family there. It's. It always feels to me up in Ely like the pace of life is a little bit more relaxed. Totally. Yeah. It is the best. The day after Thanksgiving. Or the night of Thanksgiving, the whole town opens up all the stores. You walk around, you get your hot chocolate and cider, you commission, you know, hang out with people. It's the best. It's oh, like, sounds fun. It's like, a, it's like a movie. It is. It's like a Hallmark movie. I love it. Thank you, Leanne. Also, the... Um, the Wolf Center is up there, which I oh, know sure. that that yeah. sounds... But it is such a cool... It's a really cool... Um, yeah, there's all sorts of road to trip do. directions yeah. you can go in in the state. I mean, you can go up north, you can go to Canada, you can go to Winnipeg, you can go to Fargo. You know, it's you not far to all, go. Well, I mean, it's a little far. It is kind of. I mean, oh. you could probably quicker go to Chicago. It's but. it's true, but it's there. But yeah, no, you got options. Holly, what's your favorite gas tank road trip? I like doing the old classic, L.A. to Las Vegas. Oh, about four hours. 200 to 300 miles. Well, that's not bad at all. No. You get there, you have a good time, and then the drive home is kind of mm-hmm. a little yeah. rough sometimes. Well, that's always yeah. the drive home from Chicago is like, it's fine, but it's, you know. Yeah. I far snoozer. prefer the drive home, though, than hitting that traffic in Chicago mm. on the way in. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, look, sometimes the traffic from L.A. to Las Vegas can get a little dicey. I've been stuck on the 15 before so much where we just all turned off our cars. And we were like, we're going to be oh here God. for a and while. And then walked around, and then it was like, I got to go to 
mom that's like, I can't go to the bathroom. Okay, so no. I pull down my pants on the side of the road. It's dark. No. no. It's dark, but then, like, what if a scorpion jumps up? No. Yeah, you're not selling this road trip. Not really. That's <laughs> This is supposed you're... to be your favorite? Well, it is when you don't encounter when that. When you don't have to poop on the side of the road? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when, you, that's when you travel with a blanket and a Home Depot bucket in your trunk. Yeah. Scorpions. Why do you I would need just... a blanket? Well, because it's cold around the desert. Oh, like, I thought put you were around tying... you so not, everybody doesn't see the full moon. Oh, a modesty bucket? Yeah, and a modesty blanket. What the heck? Where are you people going that you need to poop in a bucket? <laughs> well, I'm just saying in that situation, that would be a helpful thing to have in the car. Yeah, or just not do it. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, you know, when you gotta I'm just saying, go, I've you never go. on my yeah. eight hours to Chicago have I needed to, like, I mean, you have to, you have to go to the bathroom, but thankfully there are. Oasis, yeah. which by the way, which the, is another selling point. Why <laughs> do we not have those everywhere? Oh my gosh! Well, on the way to Las Vegas, you pass through Baker, California, which still may or may not have a Bob's Big Boy and an alien beef jerky okay. store. How alien, very exciting! What is okay? I don't want to eat alien beef jerky. What is this? <laughs> oh, it's a whole thing. Alien like fresh, yes, alien fresh jerky in Baker, California. Is it trying to tell you it came from an alien? Maybe. Alien fresh jerky. Mm-hmm. What does alien fresh mean? Well, it's, it's a alien real, fresh. A real fresh alien. Mm-hmm. Their four pack of bestsellers include Sweet and Spicy, Honey Teriyaki, Roadkill Original. No, thank you. I shan't be eating Roadkill. No, thank you. Holly, yes. I'm concerned about your road trip skills. Yeah. Because they're so awesome. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would also just like to caution anybody who's driving down 94. Please watch <laughs> if you see for Holly on the side of the yeah, road no. with a bucket. No, I'm just all I'm trying to closed. say. Oh. Well. I was just going to tell you if you're into roadkill, there's a lot on oh. 94. Oh yeah, oh. this time of year. Yeah. I mean, oh, the deer and the raccoons, oh, dear. man. Oh dear, the deer and yeah. the raccoons. There was one thing we drove kind of. Oh, it was dead by the time we drove over it. But I was like, I don't. I'm not sure I know what that was. Oh God. No, I, feel, I couldn't identify I it. I feel bad because some of the raccoons are very, you know, chunky and they've been working on it. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Well, tis the season. And you're like, well, you're not going to enjoy that. Oh, God. Okay. This got real delightful. <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I was just saying, watch for deer. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, happy birthday to Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Bradley Trainer has all the latest the party. from his party. Oh, I can't wait to hear all about it after this on My Talk 1071. Happy birthday, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I, I didn't even really realize it was his birthday, but he did have a party on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And Bradley, were you there? Happy birthday. No, oh, I was not there, but I read some articles, so basically it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Leo, no, I saw a few articles actually about Leo celebrating his birthday, and there was like, you know, star-packed A-listers, blobbity-blue. But I have one important question about... Leo's 48th birthday party. And we can talk about the details. He was surrounded by dozens of friends. It was a private party mansion or private mansion party in Beverly Hills. Mm. Why? Mm. Why? Why? You're 48. Nobody cares. Okay. Right? Like, there's not a zero or a five on the end of that number. Yeah, thank you. I don't care. Thank you. I don't care. My point is, everybody can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
However, when it comes to your birthday, typically you don't have a big celebration unless it's a five or a zero. And the older you get, it really should be a zero uh, or a milestone that ends in 50 or 100. Mm-hmm. Basically, at if you turn 50, 100, 150, yeah. or 200. No, really just, you know, like when you're 50, great, understandable. You know, when you're 40, sure. You know, when you're 30, mm, yeah, 21, definitely. But after about 50, like I think people are just kind of maybe Social Security, retirement, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that is one piece to this. When I saw this, I was like, Leonardo DiCaprio rang in his 48th birthday, surrounded by dozens of famous friends at a private mansion party. He was surrounded by the likes of, get ready for the listing music, Tobey Maguire, Bradley Cooper, Kate Hudson, Rami Malek, Ashton Kutcher, Mick Jagger, Jamie Foxx, LeBron James, Adrian Brody, Casey Affleck, Kaylee Cowan, Stella Maxwell, Nikki Hilton, Rebel Wilson, Ramona Agruma, Evan Ross, Summer Rae, Is this the, Rich Paul. Are you reading us the actual guest list? Like, yeah. is this comprehensive? Yeah. and that. But wait, there's, there's more. more. And I'm not going to read Mick Jagger, Jamie Foxx, Nikki Hilton. I think I said that already. Mm-hmm. Among others. G- oh, oh, wait. Guess who wasn't there? Who? Gigi Hadid. Oh, you don't say. Anyway, okay, so... So, you know, I, I was like, okay, obviously he's going to have a star-studded party. But wait, all of these people? Why? Mm. What? Seriously, nobody cares and nobody needs this. And also, I am so grateful that on my 48th birthday, April 23rd, 2023, thanks for asking, mm-hmm. I shan't be having uh, this many people to my party, mm-hmm. much less a party. Yeah. Because, again... I'm just grateful that I'm not at the level of celebrity because, you know, we're huge celebrities here on the Colleen Bradley Mm. show that we have to deal with um, the expectation that you're going to have us. I just thought, you know what the most exciting birthday sounds like to me? Anything but this. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be on my couch in sweatpants surrounded by all my favorite snacks. Mm. People. <laughs> also, like if I'm on somebody's Mario Lopez, I, I love Mario Lopez. I love people, but if I'm humans, I mean, sure. The Do ones you invite I, Mario Lopez second tier friends to your 48th birthday party? Well, my thing is, if I'm on the guest list for the 48th birthday party, I'm like, I'm not going to that unless there's something in it for me. Yeah, I feel like if it's Leo, you're going, right? Maybe. But so that was my question. You know, why, why, why? Also, really quickly, we have an answer to why. But before we get to that answer, there was also, uh, at least I want to give kudos to one person's PR team for getting into the story Mm, where they otherwise wouldn't have been. Gigi Hadid. Uh, Why? Because you'll remember. So for the audience, Gigi Hadid, of course, was rumored to be dating Leo. But really, we all kind of just assumed that that was uh, not Bella. Mama Hadid. Yeah. Yolanda. Yolanda. Um, you know, trying to get as many stories of her daughter and Leonardo DiCaprio together as humanly possible in yeah. the tabloids. Yeah. They were just taking pictures of them in a location that was similar and acting like they were there together. Yeah. Uh, but so they managed to hook into this. Uh, in People Magazine. Yeah, Who class. knows? 
Kudos for the people who weren't there. I love that they're like, notable absences from this party included Gigi Hadid, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Mm Trainer. Anyway, no. Um, Now, can we get to the answer to the question, why? Holly? Let's go back in time and solve the celebrity gossip mystery with the following information. This A-list, mostly movie actor... Has to use his birthday party as a promotional vehicle for all his agency's clients, mm. and allegedly also the streaming service too. Mm-hmm. At least he gets paid for it. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Do we know what his uh, agency is? Because now I want to know. Like, can somebody do the homework of like who's this agency? Yeah. Uh, I believe. Well. Uh, his, he's repped by CAA. I mean, there's only one of a couple places he could be repped by. Yeah. He's It's either CAA or uh, Endeavor. And, so. and so probably it's so obvious that... Here is the other thing that, like, what do you think... Um, we're talking about Leo's birthday party. Like, did Leo have any part of this whatsoever? Because Doubtful. here's the other thing. Why do you want to have all these people that you know he doesn't really want to spend that much time around they're all other a-list celebrities and they're probably amazing people in their own right but are they necessarily leo's besties mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. and so is it he just like walking around the party like thanks for coming to my party guys i mean honestly i wonder around any of them. i wonder I if he, at my dinosaur bones i wonder if he literally just made an appearance because oh, he had to and yeah. then was like and then went back upstairs about- with you know the ladies. His girlfriend. No, he went to go look at his dinosaur bones, and that's not a euphemism. No. Mm-hmm. He actually has dinosaur bones. Must be nice. But not if you have to have parties like this when you're 40. No, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. And we're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D to the Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D bag? Mm, it's going to be Julia Fox. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Uncut jobs. Uncut jobs. Uncut jobs. What's interesting? Well, I'll tell you in the telling of this story, because I just noticed something. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, stick with me for this entire okay. storyline. Uh, have you ever heard of TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a uh, video that went viral on TikTok that featured a TikToker by the name of Nikki Munoz. Okay. Um, and she kind of like went off about her experience of, as she puts it, the scam that is parenting. So she has a child who I believe is about five months old and she did a very honest video uh, of her perspective on parenting. And she basically was like, I hate it. I hate every minute of it. It bleeping sucks and I hate it. And I knew I would hate it. And I do. I hate it. Um, She, finds no redeeming qualities of parenting. Um, now, to be fair, I did not watch that video. Now, remember, who did I name my... Uh, Julia Fox. D-bag, Julia Fox. What does she have to do with this? She's a mom. Well, she's on TikTok. I know that because she yes, shows up in my feed. Both of those things are absolutely true. With and the peroxide brows. 
she went over to that video. Okay. And she... Did she do a stitch? Is that what the kids call it? She did not do a stitch, but she did comment on the video. Okay. Couldn't agree more. Now, listen. You are a lot... Like, I want everybody... To feel whatever feelings they have, right? Like you, that Thank is. You. That's very kind of you. That I allow that. <laughs> no, that is like I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want to. I'm not trying to judge this woman for making a video about her feelings about motherhood, like, and I'm not even judging her feelings about motherhood. It is like it's hard, right? However, what I am saying is in our digital. Uh, social spaces, I think it's important to remember those things kind of live forever. And if later on your kid is having fun Googling you um, and something comes up about them not liking parenting, you know, that might get into their head a little bit. And I just think it's important to be thoughtful and careful about like how you represent that. And Julia Fox being a celebrity got that, more traction this story this viral tiktoker um and now she has said the same thing right so that i just think about like what kind of a trail that leaves for kids later when they're googling also too i did just go to click on the video and, and it has been removed which uh julia's video or the original one oh. the creator nikki munoz she did not julia didn't do a video back she just commented on that. And oh, then that's what comment. And then that is part got of what it. sort of propelled that video into got the stratosphere. It, got it. Got it. Um, yeah. I, well, you know, um, as far as like things living on forever, I would just give that warning to everyone. Right. Because, yeah, when you grow up, I'm grateful that my parents didn't have social media before I was born, much less when I was born, much less. Until five minutes ago. And I'm also grateful that I didn't have that. And I know that's increasingly a mm, that's unfortunate because there are a lot of people who are like, well, I didn't have that opportunity. And I'm sorry that you didn't, because I truly believe it was a gift from the universe Mm -hmm. because um, all of those things will live on. Now, the, the flip side might be that maybe the world will be more comfortable with people having hot takes uncomfortably. Um at different points in their life because everybody's had them. Yeah. Because that's now a good that point. the internet has everything, we're all gonna have had the experience of coming into contact with the previous version of ourselves that maybe we no longer agree with. Right. And I think that's actually also a really good point, right? Like there is a perspective that I may have held, you know, twenty years ago that I may have changed my tune on a oh. little bit, right? Yeah. I, and I, mean, I would I hope. Yeah, that's what Who I was going to say. I hope that you Who evolve. And also, you can see that she's with, like, how old is her child? Five months old. Yeah. She's just starting. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's, would it yeah. surprise you? I mean, you're a mom. Yeah. Was parent of five-month-old any different than parent of 16-year-old? Absolutely so, so much different. Yeah. And I remember having those feelings on certain days where I thought, my gosh, why do people do this, right? But I recognize now that everything changes. You grow, they grow, sure. everybody grows. And it is, you know, but again, I want to say it's, I want to, like, I do want to be very clear that you're allowed to have 
people are allowed to have whatever feelings they have when they have them. I just think it's really important for us all to be aware of the fact that those those feelings when made public have an impact and might change later. And you don't necessarily want to always be tied to that. Yeah, absolutely. Who's your D-bag? Thank you for asking. Today, my D-bag is a little uh, outfit known as Disney. Maybe you've heard of it. I definitely think I've heard of Disney? it. Dis- it's Dis- uh, Disney? It's Disney. <laughs> it's Disney. Well, the story is Disney. Mm. Uh, and here's why. So there's a piece over in Vanity Fair that Margot Robbie, she's the cover story for their January issue because it's November. Right? Makes sense. Right? <laughs> The highs are really high. The lows are really, really low. And I just started this piece and I was made aware of it because I saw a headline about a piece within the piece. And I was like, okay, well, I got to read the piece, but it's a long piece. But I also want to get to this other piece. So the the piece within the piece about Margot Robbie and her career, because, you know, she's like moving and shaking right now. And um, there was a, a little tidbit, a little turdbit. About Margot Robbie and a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So the Pirates of the Caribbean, there was uh, talks between Disney and her and production company and people that she was going to do a female-led Disney, uh, excuse me, a female-led Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Of course, that's a Disney property, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently, Disney decided to pull out. Now, let me give you the actual... That is also just not reliable, just so you know. That's nasty. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I was not talking about sex. <laughs> okay. Robbie and her husband are now moving into a new home in L.A. They also have a place in London. And on top of the five films she's producing, she's readying Barbie for next summer. We know this, right? Robbie's also in pre-production on Ocean's Eleven prequel that she'll star in and produce. Another franchise spinoff that she's been attached to, a Pirates of the Caribbean film, is dead, she tells me. Now, this is news. Quote, we had an idea and we were developing it for a while, ages ago, to have more of a female-led, not totally female-led, but just a different kind of story, which we thought would have been really cool. But I guess they don't want to do it. So that's Disney saying, no, we're not doing a female-led Pirates of the Caribbean film. And I remember us bringing up this story and thinking, you know, based on the fact that we're not doing a, a... Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp version yeah. of the Pirates of the Caribbean, in part because of his behavior mm-hmm. and the appearance of his toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. some would argue. Mm-hmm. You can have your own opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they were going to go in a different direction and kind of what an interesting direction it would be. And I know I can hear people saying like, oh, no, no. I just think it would be amazing. I think it's amazing to take great things and to tell different stories with those great things. So a female-led or a female-driven or a female-inclusive Pirates of the Caribbean story is going to bring in a whole new audience. I mean, it's why not, yeah. right? It just makes perfect sense. And she's saying now that they have decided to not go in that direction. Oh, I wonder, hmm. I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that two things. One, Johnny Depp recently was acquitted mm-hmm. of being uh, a disgusting human mm-hmm. in a court of law. Yeah, in one court of law. In one court of law. Actually, he was. what actually happened was he was successful in his suit against Amber Heard. Correct. Amber Heard said a lot of things. Now, jury didn't believe that she made the bar mm-hmm. in terms of the level of scrutiny required to be successful in a court of law. 
But that doesn't necessarily mean that Johnny Depp doesn't have issues and that it wouldn't have been smart for Disney to walk away from that. Right. But I wonder if him being successful in that courtroom had anything to do with Disney's decision to be like, you know, before we do this laney pirate movie, hmm, do you remember, and I can't remember the name of the executive, and please help me if you do, who was like, yeah, we're not do. we haven't come up with anything with Johnny, but we're not opposed oh, to it. Oh, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. about that. And that was right around the time that yeah. he, that that case, that he was successful in that case. And I just thought, you know, if, if it's a matter of Disney saying like, well, hang on a minute, maybe Johnny's not so toxic after all, let's put him at, like, let's get him on board. Cause you can just see Hollywood working this way. Sadly. Yeah. It just makes me frustrated. Not because I don't think Johnny Depp should never work in Hollywood again. Spoiler alert. I think he's going to be just fine regardless, but for a Disney property, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, I feel like if they just go back to the same tired old thing with this franchise, just because they feel like Johnny Depp has a bigger star, that's yeah. a that's a huge missed opportunity for them. No, absolutely. I want to clear the record in as much as this was a unnamed former Walt Disney Studios executive. Mm-hmm. Talking to People magazine saying, I absolutely believe post-verdict that Pirates is primed for rebooting with Johnny as Captain Jack back on board. There's just too much potential box office treasure Mm -hmm. for a beloved character deeply embedded in the Disney culture. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, this insider was never named and Mm -hmm. they no longer work at the company. So... Who gives a crap about their opinion? Yeah, but right. you kind of wonder. If that opinion wasn't shared by other people there. And also, I mean, here, can I, this might sound like a little bit of a, like, offshoot of this conversation, but if there are PR awards, they should go to Johnny Depp's PR team this year because they managed to spin mm-hmm. this story in a way that totally leveraged people's ignorance and i don't mean that i'm calling everybody ignorant but what i am saying is everybody kind of listened to that story but didn't necessarily realize what was actually going on in that court case it was not about whether or not he had been abusive in his relationship it was about whether or not he was defamed by amber heard yeah. That's a very different no. story, but the spin machine will have you think it was all about his character. Johnny was all good. She was all bad. Case closed. Move on. We're done with it. Nobody wants to hear it. And on some level, I don't blame people for thinking that way about it. Much like I don't, uh, whatever, I'm not getting into it. I don't blame people for not paying too close attention. They're not getting paid to. Right. That is not, their, they are just, they're looking at headlines like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised. Again, my D-bag is not the people right. who go see the Disney movie with Johnny Depp. It is the Disney executives who think, oof, we dodged that bullet. Now mm-hmm. let's get that Johnny back in there. Mm-hmm. Not because it's a bad thing to have Johnny Depp in there because he needs to never work in Hollywood again, but because it is lazy, it will not bring anything new to the story, mm-hmm. and Johnny Depp's going to go away at some point and having the same tired old story. I mean... Look, look, uh, I just think of when it comes to, this is a totally separate side conversation we do not have time to have, but when it comes to intellectual property like the Pirates of the Caribbean, think of Indiana Jones, like if you're not building something next, then you're only going to be as good as the thing that you have right now mm-hmm. lasts. And 
it's getting real dusty. Yeah. Well, so. and what it makes me wonder is if now they've got they've heard Margot Robbie's pitch and when they run out of road with Johnny Depp, you know, a few years down the road, then they're going to try to roll out that idea. Just remember it is all I'm trying well, to say. Well, now Margot Robbie is free to make the Cutthroat Island reboot. <laughs> That I can't wait. Screaming! I don't even know what that is. To be made. It really with Gina Davis. She was the Again. pirate. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, which tells me I think the point you were trying to make. <laughs> when we return on the that Colleen and Bradley idea. show, <laughs> uh, I would like to talk. Uh, let me look. Hold on. The request line will be open for you maybe on Saturday or Sunday. No. And then the sun. You know, it's the thing with winter. Clouds mm-hmm. and warmth or sun and cold? I'll take the sun and cold. Okay, the lowest four on Saturday. Okay. You can That's talk to Bradley dumb, about but it. But you know what? I'm here for it. Bradley will get his sunshine. Sunshine is more valuable than warmth. Trust. In, for me, for me, for me. Air's got a bite. Uh, all right, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. Alec Baldwin. Oh, uh, uh, that guy. Yeah. So he, on Friday, the news hit that Alec Baldwin had filed his very own lawsuit against several of the parties that are involved with the film Rust. Yeah. Which is like added to the list. Well, exactly. So again, for those of you, I mean, I don't know, like just to get you up to speed, Alec Baldwin was holding a live gun with live ammunition in it, uh, in a rehearsal during the movie filming of the movie rust. And when he went to shoot that gun, it ended up killing the, uh, the director of photography, Helena Hutchins and injuring another person on the set. And this has been an ongoing investigation. There's been ongoing lawsuits involved with this. One of them has settled the one between the Hutchins family and the production team of rust. That's the one that settled and allowed Matthew Hutchins, Helena Hutchins, widower to become an executive producer on the film Mm -hmm. and then allows the film to go back into production so that they can finish that. But Alec Baldwin doing, uh, filing this lawsuit on Friday is important for a bunch of reasons. So really quickly, I'll just tell you who's named in this lawsuit and kind of why, and then I'll tell you why it's, it seems like he's doing it or what else he's asking for. And then I'm going to hit up that uh, that blind item, Holly. So Alec Baldwin is naming the following mem- people. Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who's the film's armorer. Dave Halls, who's the first assistant director. He's the one that handed Alec Baldwin the gun and told him it was cold. Uh, Sarah Zachary, who's the prop master, who was in charge of the props. And then Seth Kenny, who's the supplier of the guns and the ammunition to the film set. And so this suit is based on some evidence that has been released by the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office in this investigation that showed that Seth Kenny, the primary supplier of the guns and ammunition, uh, that his storage of the weapons and ammunition and the organization on set of two of the other members that are named were um, very disorganized. We don't know what else that sheriff's report said, Mm -hmm. but we do know that this lawsuit is allegedly based on some of the findings from that. Okay. Now, 
one of the other things Alec Baldwin asks for in this lawsuit is indemnification from legal damages that might arise from another lawsuit that he's named in. So he's trying to cover his own behind. So he's trying to cover his booty. Um, He says that he also has been harmed emotionally as a result of the shooting. And what the reason that's important is because Mamie Mitchell, who's the script supervisor, she has an open lawsuit against him and other members. Wow. This is like that thing of like the Spider-Man's pointing at each other. A hundred percent. There are, there's so many. You're guilty. You're guilty. You're guilty. But you know, what's interesting about that is Holly. Yeah. During our blind item segment, you brought something to the fore. Sure did. Blinded by the item. This celebrity gossip mystery to file a lawsuit on a day the courts are closed shows just what this A-list actor is thinking. He thinks there will be criminal charges filed against him possibly this week. Yeah. So he's got to get ahead of that story. Yeah, so that's apparently one of the things that's happening. Um, yeah, and he's also trying to get out of this other lawsuit. Now, yeah. what's really interesting about totally this, I mean, it does make sense, but what's also interesting about this is like back in, I think it was like March, maybe he in an interview um, had some stuff to say about people who were suing people on in this rust oh, situation. Yeah. People who sue people. Exactly. He said uh, the people uh, who are suing, who the people who are suing want money and the people who are being sued have money. And that is all that this is about. It's about who's got the money. Yeah, which was him saying, you know, you can, this is all about money. It's not about the truth. So don't think I'm guilty. That was what it was really him saying. Right. Until it's time for him to sue because he doesn't want to be. But then I'm justified in my suing. Yeah. But then again, Spider-Man's. We're all just suing. You got to do the Alec Baldwin. But math. this is what's the this is the problem with denigrating somebody taking legal action because if you have a problem with legal action, then why are you taking legal action? You don't. So now you're just undermining your own words. Yeah, and it just makes you look even guiltier mm-hmm. because you've undermined what you previously said. So yeah. that's why maybe. Maybe Alec Baldwin, the biggest lesson he should have taken from this entire experience was to keep his mouth shut until things were actually decided. But he Mm -hmm. couldn't stop himself because him and his wife have a need, an obsession, really, an unhealthy relationship with talking publicly about things that they don't need to. Right. Like, he didn't need to say anything. His career, and they would probably argue this, I don't care, but from where I'm sitting... All that talking he did early on is coming back to haunt him. Yeah, it didn't do them any favors. And if they could have just practiced some patience and let this all play out. um, Yeah, and it's remarkable when you read through all of the different lawsuits how nobody, nobody will... Take responsibility. Take any responsibility. Um, so this, I think this will be a very interesting week. We'll be paying attention to right. it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we'll tell you what we're going to 